Hello and welcome back to the Trap Game Podcast. I am your host, Mark Ruthop, here always with my co-host, DeAndre Henderson. It's great to be back, y'all. Let's go ahead and get back into another one. Let's do it. I do have a confession to make. Oh, yeah. Um, Please. I do apologize about not posting last week. Mm-hmm. We had the episode recorded. Done. And I got busy. But I still should have uploaded it. So, full transparency, we do have the entire thing recorded. We have our picks. Um, So, I'll tell you how we did last week. Um, I ended up going 1-0-1 in college. Uh, We both had Maryland plus 20. They got a late push where they should have covered that game they they were the game was close the whole time. the whole time and then i remember looking and i was like how did they lose by 20 yeah um and then i also had ucla against washington state that was an easy cover uh dre also took maryland and i forgot your oregon state oregon state oregon state and they lost straight up um, so I am five, two, and one on the season in college. Dre is two, five, and one. Um, as far as the NFL picks went this week, I went six, seven, and one. And Dre had a great week. He went nine, four, and one, bringing our season totals. I am 29, 31, and two in, in the NFL. Dre is 33, 27, and two. So, a great week for him. Analysis tell you, he don't know what he's talking about in college, but when we get to these yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we're going to have to do. I'm just going to have to do the entire college slate yeah, just from do- this point, and then you take over the NFL. <laughs> um, I had my heart ripped out by Texas this weekend. Mm-hmm. They had that game. Not, I wouldn't say one because Oklahoma did have a lot of time left on the clock, but can I tell you the one thing? That bothers me so much. And it's not just college. The NFL NFL coaches do it too. You play a style of defense the entire game. It's working for you. And then for some reason, late in a game, with the lead, they play this prevent defense, let teams go right down the field, and it and it works for the offensive side of the ball more often than not. Why do coaches not understand that the prevent defense, letting guys catch it, pick up 10, 15 yards, and then just drive right down the field, why don't you play the same style? I don't know, man. That's a tough one. And Because to me, I think it would all depend on time and situation. Like, if I'm up, if I'm up by a few touchdowns, I'm... I'm probably going to play that kind of prevent style defense. That's fair. At the end of the day, I don't want anybody hurt. Yeah. I don't want to go too I don't want to go, you know, too deep into just, you know, we're already up by Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're up multiple scores late, yeah, yeah. I get that. But, if but you're when you're only game, Yeah, when you're only up by 3, 4, a touchdown, like can you can play, you go back to what you were Play hard-nosed defense. <laughs> don't let the guys drive right down the field. So, I mean, like, Texas still a good team. They should have at least I, – I, I won't say they should have won that game because Oklahoma, like I said, they jo- drove right down and, uh, you know, ripped my heart out. But uh, your Buffalo got a nice win, 4-2 and two on the season. 
hit their over on the win total. Easy. So good Easy. for them. Good for them. Um, so we do have a couple picks this week. Dre, his first pick is Notre Dame at home against USC. US or uh, Notre Dame is laying three points at home. I'm I'm really loving this pick this week. Uh, my college picks have just been abysmal as of <laughs> as of late, and quite frankly, I've got to get back on a winning winning hand here. So I'm gonna go with the Fighting Irish. Um, USC man, they they kind of they kind of just. I don't, I don't understand them sometimes. Their it's, offense is unstoppable. Very much so. But their defense is not a top 25 defense. No, Lincoln Riley needs a couple more years to get that defense right back to where he needs it to be. Because right. quite frankly, teams hang around with USC that really shouldn't. In Caleb Williams days, nobody should be hanging around with Caleb. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to take Notre Dame. Um, they just lost a gut wrencher to Ohio State last week. That was a that was a tough loss for them. They're mm. going to be playing very inspired at home with the crowd behind them. I think Caleb struggles. He might throw one, two interceptions, and I think Notre Dame ends up pulling it out by you know a touchdown. That's a good pick, and Sam Hartman is the real deal. Yeah, he's very good. I like. He, he's he's a very good college quarterback, yes. and I think he'll be able to exploit this USC defense. So I really do like the minus three there. Absolutely. Um, my first pick of this weekend, UNLV minus nine and a half against UNR. Um, for people that have listened to this show for a while, know that I am a massive UNLV hater. Um, but their football program, I definitely think, is taking steps in the right direction. UNR has been one of the worst college programs in the last couple of years. I think they're riding an 18-19 game losing streak. So you're only asking me to lay a touchdown and a field goal against a bad team. I'll do it. Um, so, yeah, I like UNLV minus the 9.5. Dre's second pick, Arkansas plus 20 against Bama. This is a major shout-out to my family. You know, they are from the Arkansas area. They, you know, huge Razorback fans. And – this Arkansas team, yes, their record is spotty at two and four, mm-hmm. but they're a scrappy football team who just doesn't go down easy. So right. quite frankly, I think them getting twenty points is against an Alabama team who hasn't really been clicking on all cylinders either. Even though they have Mil- looked better, Milrow has been playing a heck of a lot better recently. Right. I'm going to go ahead and take my chances with twenty points. I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily think Arkansas can win the game. Would be cool if they did, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have to worry about no dang. Tw- I wouldn't have to worry about a darn thing. Yeah. But um, you know, realistically speaking, I just don't see Alabama beating anyone right now by twenty points. Even though they did uh, like a couple weeks ago, this team is scrappy. Arkansas yeah. is scrappy. No, I, I like that. I like that. Like you said, I, I just don't think you know this Bama team. I don't think they're gonna run. SEC schools out of the building like they have in the past. So plus 20, definitely a smart bet there. My second pick on college this week is Penn State minus 41 and a half. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points, but the Penn State head coach likes running up the score. They're sixth in the country right now. You're starting to get to that point in the season 
where the the uh, playoff rankings are going to start coming out. They take big wins into consideration. So when you get a team that's sitting right outside of the playoffs, you get a coach that likes to run the score up. You have a team in UMass who has been one of the worst college programs in the last probably decade, sitting at one and six. Give me the 41 and a half. Man, or I, I will lay that. It is a lot of points, but I mean, I, I could definitely see this being like 55 to seven, and you still get that cover. You still get that cover. So, yeah. There is our picks for college this week. Uh, two quick things the Knights raise, the Golden Knights raise the banner into the rafters. And they proceeded to smack the Kraken. Beat the Kraken 4 1, so they. they Picked up right where they left off last season. Looked just as good. Looked explosive, man. Looked explosive. Fast. Yeah, the, that offense, man. And, and Seattle's a team where a lot of people are Seattle's picking to be slide. very they're good. Gonna be right, they're going to be right there in the playoff hunt, just as they were last year. Yeah. Right? And they're an expansion franchise as well. So, mm-hmm. shout out to the you know franchise, the extended franchises, man. Those guys are picking up the right players and getting those guys nice and coherent. And let's... I think we're gonna raise another banner, but then that's, maybe I'm speaking a little too prematurely for the Golden. Knights. I mean, hey, man, they brought the same team back, and what we saw last night, they're hungry again this year. So I mean, they want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they they are gonna win one and be like, yeah, we're good now. We're good. No, let's no, no, fold no, no, the no, no. let's fold the franchise now it's that never, we got the one. It's hard to win one. Yeah. What makes you great is is winning another. Exactly. And, you know, doing it when everyone thinks that you can. Everyone is doing exactly what they did last year. Oh, Vegas ain't going to do nothing. No, right. They're going to choke it up again. Okay. We'll see you in the playoffs. I will say, though, to uh, P.K. Subban's credit, he was hating so hard on the Knights during the playoff run last year. Mm-hmm. And he not only said that Vegas was a hockey city, he also picked them to repeat. So... That was like huge. That takes major guts, man. Yeah, he was a big hater. He was us, huge man. hater. So that like that that made me feel good. Um, the playoffs for baseball are in full swing. The Dodgers get eliminated again. Playoff curse. Swept. How dare you talk about playoff curse? Get like that. swept. They're the best. See regular, you later. They're the best regular season. Good for them. Baseball team ever. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Don't care. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, bro. Like, and then Dodgers fans come back, and this is why I ranked them as I think my worst, one of the worst, I, one of the worst fan bases. Oh, well, we win the division. We win the division. Cool. No one cares. That's so sweet. Like, and you play in one of the worst divisions in baseball anyway. The Rockies always suck until this year. The Diamondbacks usually suck. The Giants. They have been playing really good, man. They just, they back. just, yeah, they just swept. Uh, they just swept the Dodgers out. So, awesome. congratulations to the Dimebacks. They made the NLCS. The Houston stupid fucking Astros are in the ALCS as well, playing the Rangers. The seventh straight American League Championship Series for the Astros. Isn't that nuts? It. I mean, as much you as I hate on it, you can. No, hate on I mean, you want to, I will, and I'm going to. <laughs> I hate them. You can but, call it, but they're but they're great. Very successful. They're a team. very good franchise. Sorry, 
Congratulations, I guess. I hope the Rangers win. Um, and it looks like the Phillies might take the Braves out. They're up 2-1 in that series. Yeah, they just won again tonight, didn't they? They did. They won 10-2. to so Bryce Harper, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I, was I'll some... tell you, when baseball in, in October comes on, I tune in. Yeah. I'm yeah. Good. There was some good beef going on there. I love it. Um, and before we get to the picks, kind of a big fight going on this weekend in a weird way. Logan Paul versus Dylan Dennis. Um, Wait, can which, I take a page out of your book really quick? Go ahead. Really go ahead. No one cares. <laughs> but that the thing is, though, that's not true. It's just not true. Because as dumb as these fights are, I, they're technically professional fights, but no one views them that way. The only professional fighter on this, well, real boxer on this card is Tommy Fury. Beat Jake Paul. This I think he beats the brakes off of this KSI cat. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll be close. From going to Jake Paul to KSI is just such a step down in competition for Tommy Fury. But the fight that everyone's talking about, and I don't really want to talk about the fight as much as like how how good are promoting at or like Jake Paul and Logan Paul. They're amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's almost, it's admirable. Really. It is. It honestly like, is. As much as you want to hate them. I can't. I hate Logan Paul. That dude is, he's just a piece of shit human being, fine. in my opinion. Fine. That's but, very valid to say, but at the end of the day, my man knows how to make greenbacks. Yeah. And him and his brother do a fantastic they job do. of just putting good fights together, entertainment. Right. And... Because they started in the streaming business, man, like in the... Uh, like started the, on Vine. Like Vines and yeah. stuff like that. And, bro, they were just popping out, doing just random stuff, and they turned it into a freaking global empire. Vine, then they went YouTube, daily vlogging. It was... it was They were literally just living their lives, bro, and putting yeah. the camera right here and filming about it. And okay. people were, were tuned in. Yeah. And, giving them a ton of views and they clouded before yeah. it was real clout. And the crazy thing is too, it's like, you know, he used to call out Conor McGregor and all this stuff. Yeah. And like never in a million years, like this, this kid is never going to fight Conor McGregor. Supposedly Conor McGregor is going to be at the fight on Saturday. I mean, it's for being, well, he is a, he is a training partner of Dylan Dennis. So I can kind of see why, but I mean, Hey, at this point he's, at least he has gotten attention. He of just Jake needs Paul to put the, the he he sparks the he brings the spotlight to him. Yeah, and he kind of just says, "Here I am." Yeah, like you need to notice me. Oh wait, you don't notice me? All right, fine. I'll call out Conor McGregor. Yeah, that's how I get your attention. Yeah, they're great at it. And quite frankly, I can't. It's hard for me to hate on them personally because if you just know how to make the greenbacks, you know how to make the greenbacks. To me, to me, Jake Paul, he's kind, he's just annoying. Yeah. You, may but, not, you don't have to. You don't have to like him because sometimes I find you annoying. You find me annoying. True. Same, it's the same deal. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, can't hate on him. But man. like Logan, his brother, I think is genuinely just a bad person. <laughs> so like, I truly do not like him. But like Jake, I like to watch him lose. I think he's annoying. But like, whatever if he wins. Logan, I hope Dylan Dennis knocks his head off of his shoulders. Again, but, at the end of the day, I'm just going to take a page out of your book. Who you're gonna, cares? You're going to see, dude. I'm telling you. It's going to be big. 
because Dylan Danis built it up so much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that should be fun. But getting in to the NFL. Let's get to the good stuff, huh? Thursday night football. The Broncos at the Chiefs. The Chiefs minus 10.5. The over-under is 47. Juiced to the under at minus 115. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Uh, these big numbers have been being uh, covered pretty easily this year. Um, and h- historically, that's just kind of how it is. Big big points usually get covered. Um I still don't necessarily think that the Chiefs have figured everything out. And they might be losing Travis Kelsey for a week, maybe a couple weeks. It would be the smart idea to say Travis Kelsey. Especially this week. Um, But we have seen that without Travis Kelsey, that this offense might not necessarily have the goods. They haven't really even had it with Travis Kelsey yet. But... The fact that he's such a security blanket has overshadowed that fact. Right. So the fact is that's a lot of points to give me to a team that might not have Travis Kelsey. As much as it pains me to do this, I hate Thursday night games. They always always are goofy. Last week we had the Bears just shatter on the Commanders. Destroyed them. Like, DJ Moore had 200 yards and three touchdowns out of nowhere. Yeah. This could be one of those games I see – just going the other way. Sean Payton, just the just light bulb it, right? taking it out. Be, but this is the best defense Mahomes has had in his tenure. Yep. This, their corners and safeties are fast. They're, they still got Chris Jones. That defense is good. If this was the Broncos defense from last year, I would 100% take the, the Broncos without hesitation. But this is one of the worst defenses in the league. And, so I can't, and is this becoming a situation where we fade them every week? But then if t- so we're going to give 10 and a half and then, points. And up. then we take the Bears. Because we we were both on the, uh, the commanders. commanders last week. And, I mean, yeah, like like you said, this is kind of the same spot. It's exactly the same spot. But it's the Chiefs and not the Commanders. This is a fact. And you know what I mean? Damn, so a damn good coach. Right. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my gut. I'm taking the Broncos. Okay. I said, I mean, like, I don't hate that. I'm, I don't I'm hate that because my gut. my gut tells me to go with the Broncos as much as it really sucks to do so. Yeah, I just Thursday night games are goofy. Um, anything could happen. Right. I could see a scenario where the cheat where the Broncos backdoor cover. I could see that. I could see. That. I mean, and Russell Wilson has actually been playing pretty good this year in the first half. So it's just when he has to go off script. That's when Russell Wilson gets a little wonky because he doesn't have the juice that he used to in Seattle. Yeah. So I mean, maybe the right bet, if I was going to bet it, would be the Broncos first half. Yeah. And then the Chiefs for the game. If you but, had done that every every game of their their season so far, I don't, I'm not sure what what rate it would hit at. Yeah, I am sure you'd be pretty successful because Russell Wilson does play good in the first half. Yeah, it's just when he probably has to go besides off that Dolphins game. Yep. Oh, and the Bears game because they were getting crushed in that game too. They scored 35 points, in that but game? in the first half, I would have lost. Is oh, that because Justin Fields? Yeah, they're getting smacked in the first half. All right, so Thursday night game, Broncos, Dre, Chiefs for me at the minus 10.5. Moving on to our first Sunday game. It is a London game, early 6.30 a.m. if you're on the West Coast. 
the Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are plus four. The over-under is 41. How do you feel? How do you like this game? This is one of those games I actually like the Tennessee Titans. Okay. And the reason being we're playing on neutral field. And for some goofy reason, when the Titans play the Ravens, the Titans just turn up and they're a different beast. Yeah. Do you remember the playoff game? Or no, it might have been a regular season game. Okay. It was when they went to overtime and Derrick Henry just steamrolled down the field and scored the walk-off uh, game-winning rushing touchdown. I mean, Derrick Henry does that a lot, so I can't remember that particular Fair. game. Fair. I'll have to show <laughs> yeah. you that clip. Yeah. Because that was a really, it was a good game. But when Baltimore plays Tennessee, Mike Vrabel has found a way to l- limit Lamar. Yeah. So, and, but he had, Lamar's been throwing dots all year, but they're just receivers have just been dropping every freaking thing. Yeah. And I mean, like we said before, the Titans are just well coached. Very well coached. They're going to have some games where they look like duds, mm-hmm. but there are going to be games where they probably shouldn't be in it, but because of how well coached they are, mm-hmm. they just are there at the end of the game. So, um, again, I still don't really believe in the Ravens all too much yet. Yeah. Um, so I will be with you on the Titans there. I, yeah. I, I like that plus four. I see. Yeah. The, once we get to the plus four, the, the plus four territory now, cause I only see this game really ending in like a field goal, like Justin Tucker. Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the Ravens, they just don't put away teams. Like remember, man, they used to really blow teams out. Bro. They used to beat bad. They, they still do. They beat bad teams pretty easily. But I don't think the Titans are particularly a bad team. Not on that defense. Not on the defense. Yeah. Maybe and they, I mean, like, and the offense them. still can put up points at times. Yeah. You know, like, they're it's they're fine. right in the middle. When it's I think fine. of the Titans, I think 16. They're the 16th best team. There's games where they're going to compete with anybody in the league, and then there's games where they're going to lose to anybody in the league. They are right down the middle for me. They are Ryan, number 16. Ryan freaking Tannehill. If they upgraded from Tannehill, I get, might like why him. are we not giving Will Levis a chance yet? You're telling He's me, hurt. Will? He's hurt. How long has he been hurt? I will do the research. Right out of Right out of spring training? Yeah, I will look or up his preseason? Injury, but I think he hasn't played because he's hurt. Okay, that's fair. But I think if he comes back, like, you can't sit there and tell me that Will Levis would do worse than what Ryan Tannehill is producing right now. Oh, no, you can't get so, All right, so we are both on the Titans on the Saturday or the Sunday morning game. Moving on to our first regular Sunday game is the Panthers at the Dolphins. The Dolphins minus 13.5. The over-under is 48.5, juiced to the over at minus 115. I will take the Panthers here. Ooh. I'm not going to feel good about it. Oh. But you just lose you just lost Devin HN just on the IR. I don't care. He has turned into such a massive part of this offense because you're able to bring in Mostert, you're able to bring in HN. Now you're able to just key in on Mostert really. So I think the Panthers' defense is good enough where they might be able to limit the Dolphins just enough for the Panthers to have the opportunity to get a backdoor cover. And that's the only reason I'm taking it. Okay. I like the way you just, you know, I'm going to take them. I'm going to take them. Whatever. Um, I'm taking the fish. 
I don't blame him. I don't feel I, good about I, him. Taking the I don't feel good about the, the Panthers. Mike McDaniels is coaching on another level right now. He's great. And quite frankly, when he's drawing up a pass play and two is handing, is faking the faking the end around and three step quick drop and he's throwing a dart to Tyreek Hill, you good luck guarding that. I don't care that the Panthers defense is semi is kind of good because they are. Right. I'm take it away from him. But you understand me here. When you have a limited quarterback like they do with Bryce Young, he's still learning the game. Unfortunately, he wasn't going to get it right away. He's a rookie. Yeah. But, you know, fantasy purposes, guys, start Adam Thielen this week. He has been on fire. He's been really good. He's been really good. And they, when they get to garbage time, uh, Bryce Young loves him some Adam Thielen. And, uh, yeah. I can't blame him. Very good-looking guy. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't particularly feel good about taking the Panthers. That's how I felt about my Broncos pick. I right. Kind of feel, I'm right there with you. Yeah. All right, so Panthers for me, Dolphins for Dre. Moving on to the Colts at the Jags. Jags minus four and a half at minus 105. I'm going to take the Colts here. Just, I know that Anthony Richardson is out long term. We had a but lot a, of guys at the IR this week. A ton. But now you have Jonathan Taylor back. This is his second week back. He's, he just got his new deal. So, oh, he's, so he is now totally bought into the Colts. Second week, so now he's going to get more carries. The Jags come off two good wins in London, but now you have to travel back to the United States. Now you have to reintegrate into the time zone and into a whole bunch of different things. Um, I, I'll just I'll take the Colts to the plus four and a half. I, I just you know I like Gardner Minshew. He's a good backup. I think he keeps them in the game long enough that the four and a half will be in play almost the entire game. And the Colts are pretty stingy on defense. They are. If, they, if my memory serves me mm-hmm. But um, I am going to take Trevor Lawrence and those Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. They found, me, they found something when they were in London. And if we can shake off that first quarter rust, you know, we get that jet lag out the way. I really think the Jaguars are something special on offense. Travis Etienne just carved up Buffalo. Yeah. Calvin Ridley, seven catches, 120. My guy went off. Christian Kirk is starting to find his groove in this offense because T-Law just is realizing he has a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, such an underrated tight end. That dude is a beast. I'm telling He's you. He's been when, good since he left New York. Absolutely. When Jacksonville finds their stride, they are going to be a handful to deal with. Right. It's just, can they defend at an elite level? Mm-hmm. They can defend at a good level, but they need to, to defend at an elite level in order to be successful and if they want to get out of the AFC and get past Mahomes or Burrow or Allen. Right, but don't you think, I just think the Jags have such a distinct advantage when they play in London because it, it is practically a home game so for the Jaguars. And they stayed out there the extra week. Yep. So not only were they there a week, they got to stay there an extra week and got to play a team that had to come from the United States to London and play them on, you know, probably a I'm couple I'm telling you, they're going to feel days. that jet lag within that first quarter. I would I would do Colts first half if I was a, okay. if I was a betting man on that one. That's fair. Um, but I just, you know, Doug Peterson is a very good NFL coach. Trevor Lawrence is a very good NFL quarterback. 
He's got weapons. He's got a good, a pretty decent offensive line. He's got a good running back. I don't know. I'll take the Jags. Okay. So Colts for me. Yeah. Jags for you. Moving on to the Vikings at the Bears. This is a toss-up. The Bears plus two and a half. Juiced, or uh, the Vikings are juiced to minus 115. The over-under is 44 and a half. I am going to take the Bears. This game makes my stomach bubble. It, yeah, it is going to be a really <laughs> ugly, ugly game. Justin Jefferson's on the IR. Yeah, I mean, the only the only good thing about the Vikings is now not on the team. Is Jordan For the Addison next four weeks. Is a minimum. Yeah. Because if Addison a, is good, but I mean... But I see if the Vikings drop the next four yeah. while Jefferson's out, they're one and eight. Right. You might as well phone it in until next year and tank for Caleb. So, I don't know, man. This looks like a situation where the Bears are going to get another W. Because who the heck is Kirk Cousins throwing to? I know. And they're they're already asking Kirk Cousins if he's going to waive his trade clause. Yeah, like, they're, dude, they're are, like they have time to worry about that kind of nonsense yeah. right now. My brother is 1-4. and four. Yeah. He needs to worry about getting himself a double. Yeah, he, he, he like... That's the only reason I want to take the Vikings is because, like, if Kirk Cousins does want to trade out of Minnesota, then this is kind of like an audition game for him. Somewhat. You know, so that is my only pause. I love the over the 44 and a half. Oh, this game is going to be a shootout yeah. because both defenses don't play. They don't. At an elite both teams are going to be throwing a lot. Yeah. Justin Fields seems like he's found a rhythm on offense. And I think, you know, going from the Commanders to Minnesota's defense, not really a step up in, in competition at all. So, yeah, I, I like the Bears here at the plus two and a half. I will take Minnesota and Kirko. Okay. I will take Minnesota. Okay, so Saints-Texans. We're going several ways a lot. Texans plus one and a half. That's why you have a better record than me. <laughs> like a much better record. Um, over under 42 and a half. I'm going to take the Saints. I've been riding the Saints all year. Nothing. There's been no reason for me to jump off the Saints bandwagon. They absolutely embarrassed the Patriots last week. Not a hard feat. It's not. It's not. But... It's still not easy to shut out a Bill Belichick coached offense. And as much as, you know, I think C.J. Stroud is good. I think the Texans have been playing very well. But I also think they're starting to get a little bit too hyped up over the last couple of weeks. So I, I, you're only asking me to lay a safety against the Texans in a much more veteran-led team in the Saints. I'm going to take... I'm going to take that minus one and a half. And we're in Houston, so we don't have to worry about it's another dome. Right. We can chuck that football up and down the field. Yeah. I will take the Saints as well. Alan Kamara, man, just, you were right. I want to go ahead and say he told me to go get him in fantasy, and you will will not regret it later. My boy has just come back and started. Yeah. Just like he did before, as if he never left. Yep. He's been been great. So I'm I'm not ashamed to admit when I'm wrong, but I'm (laughs) Well, besides the Baker Mayfield thing, but we'll get to that when we get to that because I mean, we're not this, doing this today. This is the most well, we are. 
No. Because it's the most important game of the season for us coming up this week. The Lions of the Buccaneers. This is going to be low But we're not getting game. there. We're not there yet. All right. First, we're at the 49ers at the Browns. The Browns plus seven. I think we're all different sides here. We are different <laughs> sides. And and I think in a big way. Yeah. Um, the Browns are minus 105, uh, getting seven points. The over-under is 37 and a half. And even at that is juiced to the under at minus 112. Um, I'm going to take the 49ers. Before we started recording, I told you, I think that this 49ers team is going to go undefeated, at least in the regular season. And here's my reasoning why. There hasn't been a single game where you think that the 49ers were going to lose. Not a single one. And even the ones that were close weren't. Their, Their smallest win so far was seven points. And that's only because of late points, late garbage time points by the Rams that didn't mean anything. Everyone thought, oh, this Cowboys game, this Cowboys-Niners game, it's going to be a good game. Ran them off the field. Made Dak Prescott. Everyone, that was the thing. Everyone was back on Dak Prescott. Then the 49ers were like, no, this is who Dak Prescott really is. Now everyone is back off of Dak. They they have just won every game so easily. And your point to me was, hey, th- that was an emotional game. It might be an emotional letdown this week. But for me, seeing how easily they won that game, there isn't going to be an emotional letdown because they didn't have to get emotional about it. They just beat Whoop the fucking ass. brakes <laughs> off of the Cowboys. So um, I love – I. I You're asking this seven points against a really good defense. It's a lot of points, but again, the 49ers are just a unit on both sides of the ball right now. So it's hard. I'm not going to pick against them. Well, I can and I will. I'm not afraid. Okay. That's fine. I'm going to take Cleveland. I look, man, whatever you want to call emotional, I don't care. Because at the end of the day, everyone hyped that game up. Every single person in the NFL world was excited to watch the Cowboys versus the 49ers. Whether they exhibited a true like emotion or not, that still remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yes, they ran them out the field, off the field. But what I am saying, with all that hype, I'm telling you, I just feel it in my gut. You come out a little flat in Cleveland. You've got Miles Garrett, who Trent Williams is amazing is an amazing left tackle. Mm-hmm. And he usually neutralizes Micah Parsons. But Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett are two are Miles Garrett are two totally different humans. And me personally, I think right now defensive player of the year may be TJ Watt with a very close second being Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Khalil Mack. But um I just I don't know, seven points, I'll take them. At they get seven points at the crib, right? I'll take them. So I mean, Cleveland. The only thing that I just I don't understand, and I mean, hey, we'll record next week, and the Browns win by two touchdowns. It's just how this might go, <laughs> but but offensively, the Niners are head and shoulders, and. It's not even close. And knees and feet better and than toes. the Browns. Can't forget your toes. Yeah. 
And on defense, the the Browns are better, but marginally. So I just don't think that the Browns' defense just makes that much of a difference in this game. Yeah. Just I, I just I can't see it. But you know, I could see this being a seven point win and we get a push either way. I like that. Um I'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does Kirk Cousins just decide the You like that? You like that? You like that? <laughs> My new co-host, Kurt Cousins, everybody. You like that? <laughs> All right, but Niners for me, Browns for Dre. Like I said, I'm going to come in next week and I'm going to eat a lot of shit because I'm sure the Browns somehow, some stupid way, With will PJ win this game. Walker as their backup With PJ Walker. Um, he threw a dot last year against Atlanta in overtime. Yeah, one? That I don't know, but... It was like one of the single best throws I've ever seen a human being throw. Okay. And it hurt my heart. Yeah. Because D- but DJ Moore got a penalty right after that. It kept us in the game. That is, that, is that the game that he took the helmet he off? He took his helmet yeah, yeah, That was that yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still lost. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the Seahawks and the Bengals. The Bengals are minus three, minus 105. The over-under is 45 and a half. Juiced to the... Over at minus 115. Are the Bengals back? Or was that just a product of the Cardinals just not having any talent left on the field because everyone's hurt? The, the Bengals were back. Joe they Burns, are back? Finally, he threw it more than 40 yards down the field. Yeah. And, and he was getting out of the pocket. Yeah. He was getting so out of the pocket. It was the best he's looked since week one. I mean, since the whole distance ever, like yeah. this year. You know yeah, it's I mean? the best, best game he's played so far. Yeah, he is suck. My only concern is becoming too Jamar Chase dependent. Although right now, can't nobody cover him. Right. Uh, so he's probably going to still have that massive target share. So if you've got Jamar Chase and PPR, man, you're probably really loving life right now. Um. Bengals are they? They're at home. Yeah, they're at they home. They are at home. Seahawks. I really love Joey B to get another dub here. Okay. The Seahawks back line is kind of kind of tweaked a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, as good as Geno Smith is, and I'm very supportive of his his rise back to stardom. You know, I do think the Bengals they they make they help they make them struggle a little. Gino's actually been very unimpressive this year. I mean, but he's still a solid Q. He is a solid Q, but yeah, I just uh, the offensive line for the Seahawks is still really banged up. I would assume that Charles Cross comes back this week, which is a bit big ad for them. Um, but yeah, I, uh, this week after everyone's kind of starting to buy back into the Bengals. Joey B looked good last week. This has to be a game that they come out and they are firing again. It's got to come. It has out. to be. You got to come right on to exactly what you did against Arizona. Yeah. Feed Chase. You feed him early. You feed him often. Because yeah. right now there's no one on the Seahawks that can cover. Yeah. Sweet. So Bengals minus three for myself and Dre. Moving on to the Commanders at your Falcons. The Falcons are minus two and a half, minus one hundred five. The over under is forty two and a half. I will let you take this one away. How do you see this game playing out? I am loving. I'm. I don't know. I'm still very. The jury's still out with Desmond, Desmond Ritter. 
Um, I knew it was going to happen. He had a bad game in London, and then I was like, he's going to freaking come back and play decently well. We're probably going to get a W. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. He played decently well. We got a W. Bijan Robinson is a freak. Did you so see that good. behind the hand, that one hand behind the back catch that that man did? I didn't see. It that. was on a shovel pass. Des- Desmond dropped back, hits a shovel to him. He's already in mid cut. Okay. Bijan was. He's already and he grabs the ball with his with his hand behind his back. He the is great. Is He's a very good. Monster. He's very so, good. Quite frankly, I'm loving the the directional of our of our future, but just the jury's still out with Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the Commanders are concerned, I I think this. Surprisingly, looks like a, a smash Falcon spot, man. I think the Falcons have been very um, not push. You're not pushing us around on defense anymore. Right. We are AJ Terrell has been playing lights out. So is Jesse Bates. Our linebackers have been good. We need more production from the D line. We need Grady Jarrett to start causing a little bit more havoc, and then we'll be, you know, kind of back to playoff caliber. Mm-hmm. We just question that quarterback. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'm with Atlanta. Minus, minus, minus two and a half? Minus two and a half. I'll take it. I'm going to take the Commanders. Coming off that big loss. Coming off a loss. And I just think the Falcons are still just a little bit too one-dimensional for me on the offensive side of the ball. You notice they started chucking that thing downfield to Pitts. He and, had eight, like seven, eight catches. Yeah, so, I mean, if they keep that up and it's successful, then I'll start believing in the Falcons a little bit more. And I'm not saying I believe in the Commanders by any means because they're not a good team either. But uh, it, I just don't like laying points with teams that – I don't think are there yet. Yeah. Um, so I'll just take the two and a half. I don't feel good about it. This is a game the Falcons could easily, should easily win. I see 20 um, Yeah. Yeah. I, that's very, that's very live. But yeah, I'll just, I'll just take the two and a half and not feel great about it. I'll eat it. Yeah. I'll just eat it. <laughs> um, moving on to the Patriots at the Raiders. The over under is 41 and a half. Juiced to minus one fifteen, the Raiders are minus three. Give me the Raiders at home. Same. Yeah. I mean, what what is what else is there to say? I mean, the Raiders are not really again not a great team, but the Patriots. There, what is going on? Is it the end of Bill Belichick? Because it, has it to be. certainly seems like it's. If I'm Robert Kraft, owner of the New England Patriots, I got to take a hard conversation with Bill Belichick yeah. and say, listen here, my man. You've scored three points in the last two weeks. Been outscored by like 69 points yeah. in the last two games. Man. Yeah. I gotta be honest, that can't fly. No. You're not trusting your quarterback. You're not helping your quarterback. You're not giving him weapons. What weapons does Mac Jones have? Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Osborne? Kendrick even, Bourne. Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. And Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, Ezekiel Elliott. He's dust. <laughs> My man's averaging three yards carry. He literally has bags of sand his knees now. Like, I just don't understand. So, quite frankly, and in the draft, the Patriots drafted a kicker and a couple of guards. And a punter. And a punter. So, let me Literally used picks on a kicker and a punter when this team was this, this the ugly. Slowest. Yeah. They've got no speed, no juice, no pop. And, and they just lost Christian Gonzalez, who was having a good year. And he, he looks good. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, the Patriots are just cooked. 
The Raiders aren't much better, but man, it, you hell of a lot, a lot. You less you line up the talent on both teams. There's a lot more talent on the Raiders right now. So I think Max Crosby has a big day. Oh, huge! I think massive. Love Max Crosby. He's so fun to watch. Yeah. Moving on to probably the biggest game of the week of this podcast's history. Jared Goff. The Detroit Lions. Versus Baker. Against the Tampa Bay Bakers. The Tampa Bay Bakers. And go ahead and split us up into two different sides. Because whatever the, side the, Baker is not on <laughs> is the side of a deal. The Buccaneers are getting three points at home. Oh, I only have to get three points. Bro. Even money. Yeah. Right. The over-under is 43 and a half. Give, give me Give me three points at home. With the superior quarterback. Um, I don't understand this line. I just. It doesn't. Why make am I any getting. sense. It doesn't. Detroit should be favored in every single facet of the word by more well, they than are. seven. I think it should be seven. No. You're putting that much disrespect on the Buccaneers right now? Disrespect. You're, you're, you're saying. You're putting at respect home, on the Detroit Lions. The Lions have been good. But you're telling me that the. That you see the Buccaneers as seven-point underdogs at home. The Lions are not that good. They're not? I don't think so. I don't think you've been watching them. They're 4-1. and one. They're a good team. I don't think you've been watching them. They're Lions. a good team. I'm going to tell you something right now. As your friend, respectfully, I don't think you've been watching them. I can't wait until the Buccaneers win this game. If that's what you feel, that's fine. If the Buccaneers win... And if I order a Baker Mayfield jersey, will you will you wear it? Yes. 100%. Pinky promise right now. I will swear. All right. You guys can't see it, but the pinky promise is in. This is the biggest game of my life. <laughs> I will be a Tampa Bay fan if they win this game. I'll take Detroit. Okay. That's fine. I'll take Detroit. That's fine. Please, Baker. <laughs> I need you to come back so bad. The sun god. Yeah. Amon Ross ain't brown. Hey, man. Like I said, I didn't say the Lions are a bad team. Never once did I say that. In my opinion, by at least seven points. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. The Cardinals at the Rams. The Rams minus seven. The over-under is 48 and a half. Um, I'm going to take the Rams. I have believed in the Cardinals that they were not as bad of a team as we've, we've heard. They have lost everyone on this team. There is not any starters anymore. I just I can't justify picking the Cardinals. I just can't do it. You lose James Conner. They lost Jalen Thomas. Uh, Buda Baker's been out. It's you can only lose so much on a team that already was talent deficient to begin with. Talent deficient is a great word. Yeah. I'm also on the Rams. I hate it. They, uh, the Rams, that first possession of the Rams is almost like a storybook telling of what's to come. A whole lot of Puka Nakula and yeah. Cooper Cup action. Yeah, it yeah. now looks, they have to deal with both of them too. I'm sorry. That Cooper Cup addition made Puka Nakua's life so easy. If you mm-hmm. notice, the second Cup got back in, he catches a touchdown. I know. Along with having 75, was it, 75 plus receiving yeah. yards. This game might get ugly pretty quick. This game is going to get ugly fast. But with that being said, I do think Josh Dobbs will keep him decently competitive. 
I just think Aaron Donald's going to be in the backfield almost every play. Just about. Yeah. Can the, whoever the left can he block? I don't know who's the left tackle. Uh, it's not I think Paris he's Johnson. hurt. Is it Paris Johnson? Paris Johnson's a right tackle. Oh, is on the right side? Yeah. I just... I, it's DJ Humphreys. Oh, he's yeah. Okay. He's okay. He's okay. But he's not better than Aaron Donald. No. Aaron Donald's actually... Aaron playing. Donald's better than everyone. There's yeah. maybe, maybe Jason Kelsey. Maybe. That's on his kind of level. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I mean, Aaron Donald's going to eat anyone alive. So, yeah, Rams minus seven for Dre and myself. Moving on to the Eagles at the Jets. The Jets plus seven, minus 112. The over-under is 41. Give me the Eagles. I, I mean, we don't. you want to talk about an emotional game? That was what last week was for the Jets against the Broncos. They all come in. You, they all want to win for Nathaniel Hackett. He's only been there for six games. Like, mm-hmm. the, like the dude's been around for five, six years. Um, it just felt a little bit personal for a weird reason between the Jets and Broncos. Um, the Eagles, as much as we didn't think they looked good, they're starting to pick it up, and this is another one of those games. They have a very... Tough schedule coming up. This was going to be part of that tough schedule if Aaron Rodgers was playing, but now this is another game where hey, this isn't this is a game you should win with the games you have coming up. Get as many wins as you can, and the Eagles have done that to their credit. They have beat everyone that has been put in front of them. So I like the Eagles minus seven. I like the Jets. You like the Jets? I do. Okay. Uh, they're at home. Robert Sala. Is an emotional ass coach. He's he very emotional. Fired up. Did you hear what he told Sean Payton after the game? No. He said he told Sean Payton, "Be humble. Sit down." He said, "Be humble." He needs to humble himself. Sean Payton did, and that's in that scenario. What the hell, dude? Where? Okay, honestly though, where the fuck does Robert Sala get off telling Sean Payton to be humble? Shiny his his bald head is. It's majestic. Okay. Okay, but who? When does when did Robert Sala become the authority and and is telling guys be humble? Who the fuck are you, He's man? He's talking about my coach. Within if you talk mess about Nate Hackett, you basically talking mess about me. The only reason Hackett is there is because Aaron Rodgers is there. The second Aaron Rodgers retires, Hackett. Pack in your bags and you're leaving too, buddy. I don't give buddy. a crap what he's there for. The fact of the matter is that he's there and I'm defending my assistant coach. That's what Robert Sala did. He told that man, be humble. It was corny. While we sitting up here. It was corny. You playing for Cliff, we playing for wins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, now we're going to get off on a tangent really quick here. I told you a couple days ago, Shador Sanders is a fucking cornball. I'm really starting to not like them. And again, I ask you, what other player in college or the NFL goes to an opposing fan base after winning by three, flashing a Rolex? They were one and four. Could you imagine if Josh Allen beat the Panthers by three and was going and taunting the fans? 
how much of an asshole he would look like. We are good thing we're not talking about Josh Allen. You okay, but that's the about? same thing. It is not the same thing. Shadur Sanders is supposed to be a number one pick, and he's supposed to be a first Who round pick. Freak said that. He's been projected in the first round for like the last four or five mock drafts now. Okay. So he's put himself into that conversation. You got three decent wins at the beginning of the year. We've argued about this part. Let me finish my point, and then you can finish yours. You okay? Mark. They won their first three games. Looked good. Lost. Got their ass handed to them by Oregon. Went into Oregon. Was disrespectful in Oregon. Got their asses handed to them. Played better than I and think a lot of people thought they'd play against USC. Still lost. Right? Still lost. Should have lost to Colorado State. Then, an ASU team who is 1-4. And you're going in there acting like you just beat Washington. Cornball. I don't care what you think about Mr. Shadora Sanders. Go ahead. Listen to me. This is just what you're going to have to start accepting. This is what these No, no one does that. Hey, hey. hey, No one does that. Hey, hey. Is Shadur Sanders a baller? He's good. Can he play football? Does Caleb Williams do this? I don't think. That's not what the fuck I asked. Is Shadur Sanders a baller? Does anyone else do this? His father. Everything stems from his father. Dion did this. That's what Dion did back in the day, baby. So you're 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 I'm okay with it to an He's extent. Done I do agree. Maybe he shouldn't be flashing after beating Arizona State. Who fucking cares? But his dad was flashy. And the apple don't fall too far from the tree, baby. His dad baby. was one of the greatest players of all time. And Shadur Sanders has the He's exact, played six games! And he has the exact same confidence He's as his dad He's played six games. Not in college. He's played more than that. He played at Jacksonville, Jackson State. I don't care. What I'm telling you is... He, he played high schoolers. He has the confidence that his dad had. And I'm not going to sit here and knock my bro. Okay. For flashing a roly that we okay. can't afford. Robert Sala needs to sit down and have a talk with him I before guess. he tells Sean Payton to be I guess. But if he flashed a Rolex in Sean Payton's face, I don't care. We just mad because I can't afford no Rolex. Man, I want to flash a Rolex too. I would like to also. I want to flash a Rolex too. I would like to also. <laughs> uh, but I'm sorry, man. I just. I thought the Colorado thing was fun at the beginning. It's getting so corny to me and outplayed already for me, though. Like, we're six, game in, six games into the it's season. It's one of those things that's turning you off. I get it. I and, like the, like, the Colorado story has kind of, like, died and went away. Yeah, we're, on, bigger, we're on to bigger and better things. We're worried about Bo Nix versus Michael Penix Jr. this That's going to be a great game. Hello. But Eagles for me, Jets for you. Be humble. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. Uh, uh, Sunday night football, the Giants at the Bills, over under 44.5. The over is minus 115. I'm going to take the Giants. Giants. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You can't. I'm going to do it. It's impossible. I'm going to do it. Daniel Jones isn't playing. Yes, he is. He hurt his neck. Is it for sure he's not playing? Dude, it doesn't freaking matter. It does matter a little bit. Okay, fine. If Daniel Jones plays, are you seriously going to look me in my face 
and take the New York football Giants yes. on the road. You're giving me in two touchdowns. Buffalo. What? Okay, I'm giving you two, two, two touchdowns. They might as well give Miami two touchdowns. Hey, the Giants scored 16 points last week. Shut your freaking mouth, Mark. I'm taking Buffalo. They're going to beat them by 22 points. Ain't no way, bro. The Giants ain't moving that Look, way. here's the thing. When you think there isn't a way, there usually is a way, and it usually happens that way. You know what that would require? That would require Daniel Jones and his offensive line to do something they haven't done in six games. Block. Block. I need that line to block. It's not blocking. Daniel Jones has two seconds before he's on the ground. They lost by, what, 15 to the Dolphins? Correct. Two touchdowns. They can keep it in 14. No. They can keep it in 14. Buffalo's better than that, though. Than the Dolphins? Yes. They're close. Well, Miami's just faster. Miami is faster. Yes. They're so, just faster. But that's the only element they have over Buffalo. Is the quarterback better? No. Receiving core? Who would you rather have? You're telling... Hold on. You... I said the core, not just... We, if we're talking you about... quarterback. Is the quarterback good for for who, whose quarterback is better? Buffalo? Buffalo. Okay. Who has a better receiving core? The Dolphins. As a whole, a receiving core. So you'd rather? I mean, I would rather have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Over. I'm talking about like as a whole. I mean, like I would still more take production. The, I would still take the Dolphins. Really? Yes. That's fair. Yeah. I'll let you have that. Yeah. Because we can talk. Give about me the it. speed. We can talk about Diggs. Give me the speed. Diggs is awesome. Diggs is awesome. But give me Tyreek Hill and the speed of Jalen Waddle any day. I'm telling you, that neutralizes when we get to the cold ones. But does, do I get the pass-catching running backs as well? Or am I just talking receivers? Because the passing game out of the running backs has been just as big for the Dolphins. Devon A. Chain has been insane. Even though he's hurt. Right now, it's on the IR. They still got Raheem Mostert, who is just really, as quick. I'm just it. as fast. Isn't he old? He's been he's been in the league. He's been old. yeah. He's been jumping around for a while. He's been flying up and down this field for so long. Can't teach speed. You really can't. That's why. Maybe you might be right. Yeah. Don't and I take the Bills defense also for sure. Not even close. Yeah. I just wouldn't. I guess I'll take Miami head coach. Maybe they are a split. Maybe they are a split. Down I would there. take. I would take Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel coach. Actually. But yeah, I mean, I just like ha- I just like having a two touchdown cushion. Yeah, it's gonna disappear fast <laughs> and in a hurry, pretty quick and in a hurry. They'll probably lose it. They'll probably lose that fourteen point cushion on the first two Buffalo drives. Mm-hmm. But well, it'll be fourteen to three by the time the quarter one ends. Okay, well, hey, I'm covering at that point. The game doesn't end at that point. It doesn't, but give me a little backdoor cover action. Okay, that's what I'm counting on. Hopefully, got you. All right, so Sunday night, I'm on the Giants. Dre's on the Bills. Monday night football, the Cowboys at the Chargers. The Chargers plus 2.5, minus 112. The over-under is 50.5. I'm taking the Chargers. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Because, I don't know, I heard this stat that after a team plays San Francisco. They are bad. They are bad. They They lose everyone. They are beat up. Yeah. They don't really want to be there. There's a reason Deshaun Watson's not playing. It's because my boy don't want to play against the 49ers. That's fair. I'm sorry. Don't blame him. I wouldn't want to play him either. I don't want to play the rest of the season. Yeah. And they're going to mess up my shoulder. Yeah. I got shit to do today. Like, 
as much as I don't like the Cowboys, what a disservice. Yeah. Like, now, after getting beat down by the 49ers, now you have to face a team that's coming off of a bye week. An explosive offensive team. A good Cal offensive Moore. team. Just won their last two games. Are back Cal to 2-2. Two two. Mm-hmm. I, I mean... I love the Chargers. Yeah. I'm there at home. Uh, Jay Herbo's pretty darn good. Panay Sewell is a hell of a left tackle, so Michael Parsons, once again, will have a very difficult time getting to the cube because they're going to double-team him, and Panay Sewell can really hold his own. So Yeah. You know, he's not Trent Williams' status, but I'll tell you what, he's, he's damn good. Do... Am I saying this guy's name right? Right now we're on the Cowboys' Chargers. Okay, sure. Who are you saying? His left tackle. Herbert's left tackle. Did oh, I mix him uh, up with Jared Goff's left tackle? I Panay Sewell is Jared Goff, yes. Rashawn Slater. Rashawn Slater. Sorry about that. He's very good too. Rashawn Slater. He's great. He's great. So charges for both of us. Yes. That is picks for the week. Here is, first of all, here is my five point NFL or six point NFL teaser for the week. We are going to take the Chargers up to eight and a half. We are going to take the Eagles down to minus one. We're going to take the Rams down to minus one. I am going to take the, let's see here. So that's three. I'll take the 49ers down to minus one as well. And then let's take, give me... Give me the Panthers getting 19 and a half. So that's my five-point teaser. Do you have a super lock for the week? I was just looking for that, sir. My super lock of the week is the Chargers. Love it. I think there's a great spot for them. I think there's a really bad spot for the Cowboys. Give me two and a half at home. I like... New Orleans on the road. The Saints. Yeah, I like New Orleans on the road against the Texans. Even though the Texans have a lot of juice right now, they are to me they're a little overvalued. A little bit at the at the current moment. Totally agree. Tank Dell is in the concussion protocol, so I don't know if he's gonna play or not. Marshawn Lattimore is a damn good corner, mm-hmm. and he's gonna neutralize Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. So I'm that's my lock of the week is New Orleans. I think everyone forgets that Tyron Matthew is still a very, a very good safety. safety. Yeah, he's so, a kick and play, man. So the super locks of the week are the Saints for Dre, the Chargers for me. Our college picks, just to recap, for Dre, Notre Dame minus three against USC and Arkansas plus 20 against Bama. And for myself, UNLV minus nine and a half against UNR. Penn State minus 41 and a half against UMass. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry about not getting last week's episode out. That will not happen again. Thank you for listening as always. If there's one thing that you guys need to remember, if you take one thing away from this podcast, is stay humble. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Peace, y'all. <laughs>